0: This is the Bouquet Toss podcast brought to you by the Budget Savvy Bride. We're here to help you figure out what to keep and what to toss from your wedding day plans. Join founder Jessica Bishop and editor Sari Wienerman as we unpack wedding trends and traditions to help you plan a wedding that feels authentic to you. So before you get cold feet, let's dive right in. Welcome back to the Bouquet Toss. Today's topic is eco-friendly weddings. This is a trend that we're specifically passionate about. Savvy weddings are not only good for your wallet, but for the world too. We'll be talking about ways to save the earth and your cash with some savvy resources and ideas for your wedding day. With us today to talk all about eco-friendly ways to plan your wedding is Deborah Aho. Hello, Deborah.
1: Hi ladies, how are you? We're
2: great. We're so glad to have you here.
1: It's good to be here. I'm really excited about your podcast and everything that you're doing in this space. It's really exciting.
2: Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. That's so nice of you to say. Well, I'm going to read a quick intro just to give everyone a little bit more background about you. Deborah Aho has been a professional wedding photographer for the past eight years. Her career began while living with her family in South Africa from 2010 to 2017. She relocated to the United States and is now living in South Carolina. Deborah is passionate about a no-waste lifestyle, upcycling, and repurposing items in her own home, which was the launching energy behind the app Celebrate which she is the CEO and founder of. The Celebrate app launched for Apple and Android users in August of 2020 for buying and selling all used and extra items from weddings and celebrations, which is a great way to save money and the environment, reuse, repurpose, right? So, we're super excited to have you here and share all sorts of different eco-friendly ideas for couples to incorporate in their wedding plans. Thanks for having me. It's
1: really exciting time to be in the wedding industry and seeing the movement that's happening around sustainability and eco-friendly really coming into the United States. So
2: I'm really thankful to be here in this season. Yeah, definitely. I've been living abroad basically for like the last few years on and off, traveling around to different countries. And it's amazing how differently people think about waste in other countries. And it was such a stark difference for me that I noticed when I was traveling. And so I agree. I think It's finally starting to click for people here in the States. And it's such a good thing because we don't have time to waste with some of this stuff, you know?
1: Right. I think one of the biggest things is just the awareness that people have that we really are in somewhat of a crisis as far as waste goes, as far as landfills, the filling up of them. Like we're running out of room to just throw things away. So I love that people are becoming so thoughtful. They're becoming conscious consumers. We have plenty of resources, we have plenty of goods already created. So just backing off from the amount of manufacturing that we're doing, really just opens up just the cleaner air, all of the things that come with it, and then lower merchandise being stored and shipped and put everywhere because there's just plenty.
0: It's such a good point. And weddings in particular are something that can be particularly wasteful. I mean, just think about it. If you have a large group of people that you're trying to feed and you're doing all of these things, you're getting different decorations and filling a space, and then you really only use it for one day, you know, there's so much waste. So we do really love seeing weddings that are taking on this more conscious stance. There's a whole movement, as you said for eco-friendly ways to pull off your wedding. So we usually end our episodes with a wedding fact, a fun wedding fact. Today we're gonna start with our wedding fact cause it's not actually that fun, but it's really important and we need to just get this out there. So the Green Bride Guide states that the average wedding produces 400 pounds of garbage and 63 tons of CO2. With an estimated 2.5 million weddings per year, that's about 1 billion pounds of trash And as many emissions as approximately four people would produce in a year, in just one single day. Wow. Wow, that's astounding. It's crazy. The good part is that there are things that every couple can do to not contribute as much waste that will lower this carbon footprint just a little bit. So what would you say is the number one thing couples should keep in mind when it comes to being eco-friendly with their wedding plans?
1: I would recommend taking a look at the amount of guests that you're having. Every person that you add to your guest list adds more merchandise, more food, more decor, another table setting, everything. So what we've really seen in the last year, I know you guys being in the wedding industry, is just this global pandemic has us all backed off of the size of the gatherings. And one of the positive things that came out of it is that people are really recognized that they wanted intimacy with their guests. They wanted smaller, intimate times, and they could be longer. So people spending everything from a weekend getaway with all of their guests and then just announcing, hey, we're getting married at six o'clock on Saturday, so show up to the ceremony is just a really creative way that we've watched our brides evolve into this. They love the more meaningful. They're not so concerned about the glitz and the glamour, although it's really beautiful to throw off, but they're putting more money into experiences and That has just been an overflow of the experiential economy that we've watched evolve in the last 10 or 15 years.
0: I love that distinction. It really is that emphasis on the experience over the expense. And there's definitely pressure that a lot of couples feel to have to invite a certain number of people, or maybe it's like parents, friends that feel they need to be invited or cousins or long lost family members that they haven't even spoken to in a while. We're not going to say that pressure isn't there, but I think that a helpful way to look at it is like literally start with your guest list. And if you are getting a little bit of pushback, maybe from family members or someone else. It's literally helping to cut down on the waste factor and at the same time, upping the experience factor.
1: Yeah, that's right. I think once couples are aware of that and they can look at those costs, then they can start to look at different things like the single use items. What am I gonna buy one time and throw away? That's the first thing I would look at if I was planning a wedding because there's so much in the space that you can rent. So what are the things that you can do yourself, you can repurpose, but then what are your throwaways? Interesting items like flowers. Sustainability around flowers is just starting to enter this space, so I'm really excited about that, how you can reuse fresh flowers up to two weeks if you're really savvy about the flowers that you choose. Not a stem that only lives for a few days once it's cut, Versus a hardy stem, like I'm just going to throw it out there, the king protea, which it lasts up to a month to two months if it's taken care of well. And it's beautiful dried. So I try to encourage brides when they're buying flowers, what can be dried afterwards? Because in the boho trend that's so popular right now, dried flowers are stunning. So we love the look of that. So we encourage it because it's another way
0: to be sustainable. Yeah, we've got an episode dedicated to pressed flowers that will be coming up after this airs. But we agree. I mean, the double use, I think Jess always says this, the double use, or the more ways you can use anything in your wedding, the better. That kind of segues right into what I was going to ask is, what items are those things that you feel like are the one-time use? Versus what are the really most recyclable items? I think we're going to find that most things can be recycled and there aren't actually that many one-time use items.
1: Right. I think paying attention to the things that are going to be thrown away is if you choose to get plastic. So if you choose to get from a craft store the plastic gold-rimmed glasses and cups and matching for any party, whether it's a small bridal party, cocktail party, wedding, you're gonna throw those away. Nobody's gonna rewash them. So they're gonna throw those away. So almost anything plastic, whether it's plastic table coverings, they're gonna get thrown out. So we always try to encourage to buy real or rent real.
2: I totally agree, especially when it comes to, you know, like that dishware, that tableware stuff. Obviously, traditional rentals where you're renting glass plate from a caterer, that's going to be pretty eco-friendly, right? Because they're getting washed and reused by many people. But they can be a little bit cost prohibitive, too, I think, sometimes, especially if you have a fancy table setting in mind. But when you do have a smaller, more intimate wedding, you can splurge on those beautiful table settings. And that's just another reason why having like a scaled back wedding allows you to elevate that experience and invest in the areas that really make an impact on your guest. But also on the flip side, something I always like to recommend if you're doing something more casual or backyard or paired back, there's some really great compostable tableware companies out there. There's one called Detox Plates, and they actually make their plates out of palm leaves and only ones that naturally have fallen from the trees. So they're not actually ripping down anything and taking anything from nature. They're just using what has naturally fallen out of the trees and then turning them into plates, bowls, all sorts of different shapes and sizes. They have a huge assortment on Amazon. They actually look pretty chic if you style them right with like a nice placemat or napkin or whatever. So there's definitely options, I think, for stuff like that too that's eco-friendly, but also convenient in that it's compostable or disposable. Right. And the other thing is, is I
1: recognize that there's such an upfront cost also when you buy real over plastic. And that is one of the reasons why we created this app so that people didn't have to think I'm only going to buy this 99 cent plate and I'm going to throw it away. I'm actually going to invest. I'm going to buy this $3 plate and then I'm going to resell it. When things are trending so quickly, it's so much easier to buy those even trending like boho style plates and then pass them on within that whole wedding season. If you're going to buy them real and you want that unique design, amazing. But please resell it. Send it off to the next bride. Send it off to the next party. Don't just store it because we also know there's a cost to storing items too. We have enough storage units in the United (laughs) States for the entire world. So we just want to keep things moving. And the more we get that mindset of items and merchandise moving and circular, not just coming in and thrown out, then we're going to just see a more sustainable world that our kids and our grandkids and the great grandbabies will live in.
2: I love that so much. And also like when you're reusing items after your wedding or whether you're reusing them yourself or selling them like through your app, Celebrate, you're recouping some of those costs then if you're passing it on to somebody else. Of course, there's also the option of just donating them to another bride if the money isn't necessarily a factor. But it was something that I always encourage couples to think about is if you are going to invest in things for your wedding and you have a very specific look in mind, sometimes it is more practical to just buy it and then use it for the wedding day and then resell it to another couple or another bride after the big day to recoup some of that cost.
0: I just want to point out for listeners, they'll see it in the show notes and everything, but celebrate is with an S. So it's S-E-L-L-E-B-R-A-T-E, like celebrate with the C, but sell it. I just love it. But something that's really sticking out to me in this conversation is that when you're planning your wedding, You are one of hundreds of thousands of couples also planning a wedding.
2: Millions. This is Okay, millions. Two million couples a year on average, I believe, get married. Thank you, wedding expert. (laughs) Right?
0: I mean, there are people everywhere that are also planning a wedding. So it really is such a wonderful thing to think that you can then sell or give whatever way you go to another bride, because inevitably there is somebody out there looking for what you've used and what you have. The number of people doing this at any given moment is quite large. So, if there is that worry of like, well, how am I going to deal with selling it after? Like, that's such a headache. There will always be people looking for what you have.
1: That's right. There are so many brides that I know who are even out thrifting things. They do a lot of DIY stuff. They want their own custom backdrop, they want everything to be. Their custom colors. And so I love that people are so creative. They're going thrifting. It is not a problem to do a quick paint job to change it. So yeah, if you are thrifty, if you are creative, this is a great platform to look at the items and then say, I can actually make that my own because I love the shape, the color's not quite there, but let me go ahead and just give it a quick spray paint because it's the style that I want.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like what we talk about with upcycling it gets recycled by somebody else, right? But then you yourself can upcycle it to make it whatever it is, that vision that you have. We've talked about veils specifically in previous episodes, but let's talk about some other things for your wedding that would be great to potentially look for on an app like Celebrate, but then make it your own.
2: I think the thing that I see most couples upcycling tends to be like the decorations back in 2008 when I was planning my very, very low budget wedding at the time, I literally pulled things from my recycling bin, glass jars, wine bottles. I've seen, and we've featured on the blog so many times over the years, incredible things that people have created using tin cans, like that you would buy a can of beans at the grocery store, rinse it out, give it a coat of spray paint. I mean, you would be amazed what a nice coat of like metallic spray paint can do to something. It transforms it add some really nice flowers in your color scheme. And it's a really affordable, budget-friendly way to have a beautiful centerpiece. So I think that's what I see couples upcycling the most. When it's really unique and
1: it's handcrafted, it's really easy to sell those kind of items and then implement them into your own unique style.
2: Yeah, I love that. I also feel like one thing that couples like should keep in mind when they're either creating or like DIYing stuff for their wedding, if they want to potentially resell it is the personalization aspect, because obviously like personalization is such a big thing for couples. They want their monogram on it. They want their names on it, their wedding date, whatever, which is great if you plan to keep it and repurpose it in your home after the wedding day. But if you're thinking about things that you might want to sell, maybe don't personalize it and you'll have a better chance of actually finding a buyer for those items.
1: Yeah, that's such a good point, Jessica. It's interesting because what we're finding out as we get to know kind of who the brides are in the U.S. and we get kind of a idea of what they are, they're not as sentimental as maybe my parents or your parents were where they would take their wedding dress and have it stored and you know put in a plastic box and then put up in their attic somewhere we don't have as many sentimental brides we see a lot of brides reselling their wedding dress which was not really that heard of years ago
2: and I wonder, honestly, if it's because so many of us who are you know, millennials now, we see our mother's wedding dresses that they wore for their weddings, and we're like, there's no way in heck I'm going to wear that. And so we're maybe more realistic about the possibility of our future children wanting to wear the dresses that we thought were beautiful right now at this time in history. I don't know. That's a speculation on my part. I also
0: think that just the advent of the internet, there's people at your fingertips literally anywhere. So Back in the day, it was harder for your mom to be able to say, oh, I have somebody who will want to take this, whereas at this point, there is somebody somewhere that will want to take it from you. When you really come down to it, anything involved in your wedding, except for food and drink, can be recycled or upcycled or repurposed. We talk about eco-friendly wedding flowers all the time. I mean, there are so many incredible options from silk flowers, faux flowers, wood flowers, pressing your flowers after. uh, And even I love that you mentioned repurposing real flowers. There's a way where there's a will, there's a way. So I think just remembering that there's pretty much nothing. I mean, I guess the only other thing is your gifts slash favors, right? That's going to your people. You're not going to ask for it back, but pretty much everything else. So when it does come to the food and beverage thing, A lot of waste for sure can happen. You have to make sure you have enough, right? And then probably don't end up using it all. So I'd love for you to share some green ideas where catering is concerned.
1: When thinking about your food, I would really focus on what items are you serving that can be donated to a food bank after? So if you do your research in a local area, so you know the area that you're getting married in, and so just see who accepts food donations and how close is it to the venue so that you can just give somebody that task after. And you've already pre-planned it a week or two before you say, hey, would you be in charge of boxing this food up and getting it over to XYZ Food Bank or Donation Center? So if you do your research and you ask the food bank what they accept and what they allow, you can make some of your decisions based off of that. There's always so much excess wedding food. Really, we overfeed our guests. And you can really take a look at that and say each guest from the appetizer to the happy hour to the beginning salad to the main meal to the dessert, whatever dessert bar you choose is a lot of food and not to say that they're having drinks all night too. So I focus more on appetizer size. Those go quickly. Those are easy to do. So charcuterie boards, things like that. And then cocktails, beer and wine. I think people are just really happy with that and don't need really large main meals.
2: One of the tips that we've shared on the blog that's been very popular is you know, if you're serving some sort of buffet style meal, offering a smaller sized plate, you would be surprised. People will fill up whatever size plate you give them. So if you give them a seven inch plate versus a 10 or 12 inch plate, they're going to fill up the smaller one. And if they're still hungry, they can go back for seconds, but some people won't. Some people will get all that they need on that one plate and they won't be wasting the extra food that they piled onto a larger plate but didn't actually need. And you can get
1: cute small plates and they're always a little bit cheaper because the bigger you go, the more expensive they are.
2: So I love that idea. Always got a savvy tip. (laughs) Is this
0: something that you think couples should make their guests aware of if they're really going into their wedding with like an eco-friendly focus? Maybe there's like a cute sign that they put out or, you know, I'm wondering what your take is on that. You know, is it like tacky to remind your guests that we want to be as not wasteful as possible?
1: I don't think it's tacky at all. I think people are appreciating it more and more as they're educated and as they care. I love that. I would love to see even, like you said, signs. So if you're going to have food and a lot of it, I would say one of the things is to source local. Who are your local suppliers? Who is raising their own food in the area? Farmers markets are starting back up. How can you support them? And then even cute signs that like our food came from this local farmer or the vegetables are from here. And then I don't think it would be tacky at all to have a cute sign that said like any food leftover is gonna be donated to this food bank or this charity. People really care about that. They really care about their neighbors even if they're not aware of it, when they see that something goes, oh, that's amazing. Like, I would love to, you know, contribute this. So this food's already made, so maybe I don't need that other one, but somebody else can have it afterward.
0: Speaking of being green, we love a wedding invitation that prioritizes sustainability. That's why GreenVelope.com is such a game changer. GreenVelope online invitations are easy on your budget without sacrificing style or quality. They have beautiful designs for everything wedding related from engagement announcements to save the dates to formal wedding invitations. Plus, there are features galore to simplify your wedding RSVP process. Guests can RSVP with the click of a button so you'll know in an instant which guests will be attending. you can even include survey questions to ask guests about meal preferences, accommodations, and more. Greenvelope also makes communication with your guests stress free. With their messaging center, you can keep in contact with your guest list at all times, whether you need to follow up or pivot your plans. With over 5,000 five star reviews and counting, be sure to visit greenvelope.com today and get 15% off your purchase by using code SAVI15 at checkout.
1: I honestly say, if you don't think it's tacky, do it. You do not have to do what everybody else is doing. If you care about the environment, if you care about your neighbors and your community, it's not tacky. It's you. And I think that's what I'm seeing more and more brides and grooms just wanting to express themselves in their wedding, even express themselves in their decor. I love that people are making it their own unique experience and not trying to just put on this event for all the people coming, but
2: they're saying, hey, come get to know us even more as a couple. I just wanna like cancel the word tacky. Can we just take that out of vernacular? Especially when it comes to your wedding, you're making these decisions. And of course, if you plan the savvy way, like we talk about really getting clear on like what matters to you, what your values are together as individuals and as a couple, and use those as reference points through the decisions you're making when you're planning your wedding. These are all reflections of your personal values. There's nothing tacky about making a decision that is in alignment with who you are. Let's just remove the stigma and just say, if it feels good to you, then it's great. And don't worry about what anybody else is going to think.
1: Oh, and the other thing too, is when you do use decor and little things like that, that are unique to yourself, you actually will be excited to bring them home and use them as home decor. So whatever it is, if it's your style, you're gonna reuse it, you're not gonna toss it. Maybe you'll sell it because it's maybe too much, but you're also going to bring it into your new home that you as a couple are starting off together or your small apartment or your Airstream, whatever you're moving into. You get to bring a few things into your own space.
0: Yeah, I love that you said toss it because on the bouquet toss, we love the dichotomy of keep it or toss it. And I think a great eco-friendly tip for planning your wedding in general is really thinking about every single part of it. Will you be able to keep it or will you have to toss it or want to toss it? And the more that you can say, I'm going to be able to keep this, that's great. The more you're having to say, this is immediately going to be tossed, that's going to be hard. And so while we usually are trying to encourage you to toss out the things that don't feel right, still toss out things that don't feel right, but try not to be tossing everything.
2: In the trash. <laughs> in the
1: trash. Toss some mindset and then keep the things that are valuable and principles and in, true to who you are.
0: This comes back to what you were just talking about, but tossing the pressure is something, you know, in an idyllic way, we want to say, toss what other people are thinking about, right? Toss what they're worried about, what they want. But in reality, it does get hard to do it. At the end of the day, you love these people, they're in your life for a reason, and there's just a lot of competing opinions. So I think we don't in any way wanna say that it's easy to just say, I'm gonna do what I want and not care about anybody else. But when you can reframe it to say, well, actually doing what we want is a better reflection of the couple that we are. And after all, we're here to celebrate us as a couple, right? So reframing it truly in just that simple way of the decisions we're making reflect who we are and we're celebrating who we are and that we are coming together in a partnership. So everything that you're doing at that wedding should celebrate the two of you.
1: I agree. I think that's so well said because you're inviting people into an intimate moment. And so it's an honor to be present at you know our friends and family's weddings and be invited into that space. And when you know they have to limit their amount of guests or because the pandemic has us gathering smaller numbers... It's a privilege to be the one to be there.
0: So besides cutting down, like starting with cutting down your guest list, which I think is huge and so helpful, where would you say that couples make the biggest mistakes that cause extra wedding waste?
1: Ooh, that's such a good question. I would say one of the things that people spend a lot of extra money on is flowers. But if you're going to have a really beautiful, well-laid-out reception, you don't necessarily have to have where the ceremony is to be very elaborate also. So I would say stick to one area and that's probably the reception area because that's where people are going to spend the most amount of time and put a lot of florals in there and then make the other space. If you do have two spaces, make it a little bit more elegant and minimal, maybe just a few greens. But focusing on two different spaces I think is a lot of wastefulness when the ceremony is usually between 20 to 30 minutes long.
0: Yeah. I also think that another way to look at it is how can you recycle things from the ceremony space for the reception space? People will use their bridesmaids bouquets as centerpieces on tables at their reception. And that's a really cool way. You know, you're creating a through line with the style and the colors and everything that you're having them hold physically at your ceremony. But then you're putting them to use in your reception rather than having double that to be able to decorate the reception space. And of course you have to think about maybe this involves a crew who is now having to transport things from option A to option B. But I think there's probably a lot of things that you could carry from one to the other.
1: Yeah, just flipping a space, same decor. I think that's brilliant.
2: I love that too. And I do think that The ceremony, though it is the most meaningful part, the truly meaningful part of your day, it can be an expensive area to decorate and make happen, especially when, like Deborah mentioned, it's such a small portion of the actual event for most couples.
0: Yeah, absolutely. When you get down to it, creativity is really at the heart of all of this. The more creative that you can be with what you're doing in, let's say, your ceremony to your reception, the more creative you can be with oh, I saw somebody use this sign and that actually really does work for me. Maybe I just have to, like you said, spray paint it and it it works. So the creativity aspect I think is huge. And that being said, we're curious to know, what are some of the most creative items that you see people buy and sell on Celebrate?
1: The backdrops. One of them was a macrame backdrop that was handcrafted, made specifically for an event. It was actually used in two events and then resold for a wedding and it was just beautifully done. Another backdrop was a wooden backdrop. Another one was the double hoop gold backdrop. So things like that, the DIY backdrops, really what are you gonna do with them afterwards and yet you want them to be specific for your style. So whether it's a triangle, it's metal, it's made out of concrete and florals, dried floors, however it's made, it can easily be resold. A lot of venue spaces don't offer a lot of backdrop options And there's not a lot that you can do with them afterwards.
2: With something big like that, especially like the wooden ones, I would imagine that selling locally is probably going to be not only better for the environment, but less costly because you don't have to worry about shipping. So is there a way for couples to find options that are specifically local to them within Celebrate? One of the
1: filter options is location. So you can do specifically your location within 20 miles and then all locations listed. So that's one way to see it. One of our upcoming builds for our app will include a calendar. So you could register the location, the date of your wedding, and you could connect with other brides who could go on and see six months from now, this bride is having the wedding. This is the backdrop she's having made or she's purchased or however she's done it. And I can connect with her and say, hey, my wedding's the next weekend. Could I come and grab it? Or my wedding's a month from now. So because brides take anywhere from six months to two years to plan their wedding, we really think that one of our main features will be the calendar. And that's just going to take some more movement on this side for more users
2: to be using the app, get it moving. For anybody listening to this, we need more people utilizing platforms like Celebrate. I just love the concept. And I hope that more people get on board.
1: (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Jessica. The other thing that we're seeing is the upswing of destination weddings. So we would love to have that implemented also into the calendar. So if you want to get married on the beaches of Portugal, because we will go global someday with this app, you can look who is having a wedding on August 24th in Portugal. And could I get married the next day using the same background, using the same rugs, whatever they put down. But could I have a destination wedding somewhere that everything's already there? So we have a lot of ideas in the pipeline for this. It's just going to take a little bit of time. And we hope that the world starts to open up again soon, not just for the sake of our app, but for the sake of all the brides who are trying to plan a wedding. Yeah, we just empathize with the shift that they've had to make, the resilience in the wedding industry that we've seen, and then the creativity that's come from it. It's incredible. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. What I love the most is that there really are so many aspects of the wedding industry that are really tapping into this idea of eco-friendly wedding options, you know, everything from your invitations, right? We didn't discuss it too much on this episode, but going digital with your invitations is a huge waste remover. A lot of people might think, oh, but I want to have, you know, my mom and and my grandma and myself want to have that invitation that we can frame and keep forever forever well, okay, you can create an invitation and print out a few copies for those key players, but then sending the rest, I mean, that's a huge one. We've also talked a lot about even just like your attire. You could have your wedding dress made with ethical clothing material, you know, recycled materials. You could thrift your wedding attire. There are so many options in truly every facet of the wedding industry. So when you are starting out in planning, I think it is great to look through each of them. And it look, it may not be possible to do this everywhere. And that doesn't make you a bad human. But finding the ways where you can incorporate it is better for everybody.
2: I feel like I go back to elementary school, watching Captain Planet, you know, like everybody does their little part. If everybody does a little bit, what they can do and what they can fit into their lives, it does make a bigger impact. I feel like I have to have this conversation with my parents a lot lately, (laughs) you know, just when it comes to recycling and, and stuff like that. But anywhere you can find that feels aligned to you, that aligns with your values and your budget, of course, you know, also a great cost saving aspect of buying a used wedding dress, you can save over 50% on the cost of a designer gown by shopping on one of these pre owned wedding dress websites. And so not only are you reusing something and contributing less waste, but you're also saving a ton of money. I just think it's important for everyone to consider all the different areas of their wedding and, and try to make those good decisions in a way that feels aligned to you.
1: I agree with that. I don't know if a lot of your listeners know this, but 70 to 80% of the US wedding dresses are shipped from China. And that is a huge footprint. And then not only that, I actually research a lot of companies that I either support or I choose not to purchase from. And if you know what's involved in the making of that product, and you're concerned about it, And you see like the factory conditions, you see the country it came from, whether it's ethical fashion, ethical wedding, ethical home, whatever it is, you will start to make different decisions based on your values and not based on what looks really pretty in the moment. Buying something used, like you said, even a used wedding dress takes a little bit of creativity. It takes a little bit of extra time. You have to look at the dress different and say, who could help me make this my dream wedding dress? And you have to source somebody then just grabbing it off the rack. And having it altered. So if you start in one simple area, like you care about whether you buy fast fashion or thrifted items, if you care in that area, you're going to start implementing that into other decisions. What farms you eat your foods from, things like that. So it's really little movements that make the big difference. I know I feel always cheesy saying things like that, but it really is just really simple little decisions that you make that make the big impact.
2: It's so true. And I love what you said, because I think it also speaks to just the idea of being really intentional with the decisions that you're making. It's not just finding the option that's the cheapest, the most convenient, which obviously everybody can go on Amazon and order what they want at any point in time, even myself, like I've really pulled back from a lot of the purchases that I was making via Amazon, just because there's a whole lot of reasons why it's problematic. But I think Taking the time to do the research and to make the choices that align with your values and, and are more intentional and in seeking out suppliers that do things ethically and have favorable conditions and, you know, are doing their part as well gives like a better effect overall. You feel the benefits in your heart. I truly believe that. I know that sounds cheesy, but I do. I totally agree with what you said and, and just wanted to echo that. Just the idea of being intentional with your choices is so important.
0: That was so beautifully said by both of you. I think that's such a perfect place to leave our listeners with that bit of inspiration to really get intentional about these things. Remember that Google is your best friend. You can learn a lot about the actual circumstances behind a lot of these things just by actually taking a few seconds to do a little bit of a search behind it. So slow down in your wedding planning process and allow that to be part of it. We always talk about leading with your values and part of figuring out what your values are is opening up to more of these things that you didn't know, getting more of that information, getting a little bit of a bigger picture behind a lot of these things. And ultimately it makes any amount that you're going to spend on your day feel that much more worth it and better.
2: Totally agree.
1: I think so too. I think it's amazing. I think we're moving in the right direction. And I'm excited to be in this space.
2: We're excited that you're here and excited to share, celebrate with our listeners. And everybody should definitely check it out. So, do you want to share just for everyone listening, like where people can find you and celebrate? Yeah. So, thanks, Sari, for spelling it at the beginning of the show. It is S E L L E
1: B R A T E. And it is available for. Android, on Google Play, and in the App Store for Apple users. We also have a website, celebrateapp.com, that has the links to download, a quick, easy download on our website. We're also on social media, Instagram, we're Celebrate. A couple of fun, silly TikToks, Celebrate app.
2: You shouldn't downplay your Reels or your TikToks because they're fantastic. You guys put out some really great inspirational content, so everybody should definitely check it out.
1: Thanks, Jessica. It's really fun wearing so many hats during the day, whether it's social media, creating our own graphics, website updates. I feel like I've learned a million new things over the last year.
2: I can totally relate. (laughs) I was going to say, I think we can both completely
0: relate, which is wonderful. And we congratulate you on all of that. We are so excited to see the, the growth of Celebrate. And thank you so much for taking time to talk with us today. This has been super inspirational for me, I can say. So I know it'll be for our listeners as well.
1: Your listeners are amazing. And I love all the platforms that you run. And just I just keep following them and watching them. And I'm learning too. I'm learning a lot. And so I just keep sharing it with anybody that I can. We
2: really appreciate that.
0: You've been listening to The Bouquet Toss the podcast dedicated to uncovering where wedding trends and traditions come from so that you can plan your wedding your way we're continuing the discussion in our private community join our supportive group of brides to be by heading to the budgetsavvybride.com/community now it's your turn to catch the bouquet as we toss it over to you to rate and review on your favorite podcast app as always stay true to you and we look forward to chatting again soon.